Start. My new house in Indianapolis, Indiana that I moved to in 1957, and a conservative area on the east side of Indianapolis, Indiana, the capital city of Indiana in the Midwestern USA, was a small three-bedroom house on top of a small hill, about 10 feet high, which had a limestone front with light blue shutters, four of them, facing toward the street, and no front door. No back door either. Both doors were on the sides of the house. It was an average size of about 1,800 square feet of living space, floor space, with a full basement which was cool and never got wet when it would rain or when my street would sometimes flood during a heavy thunderstorm, which made it suitable for storing my expensive $45,000 stamp collection down there in a dresser in the basement, and also where my future rock band in 1967 through 1969 would sometimes rehearse. These two somewhat famous rock bands I played keyboards in during the late 60s were called The Rebel Kind and then Fire. My rock bands which had anywhere from 5 to 7 musicians and vocalists in the band, won the Indianapolis Battle of the Bands in 1968 at the Eastside Ransburg Family YMCA on North Shortridge Road across the street from the outdoor shopping mall called Eastgate Shopping Center and next to a supermodern church which was new and had a supermodern steeple on the side of the YMCA which was located on the ground, not up in the air on top of a church roof, like other steeples, but it was super tall and thin like modern sculpture where it was all metal with a medium-sized base at the bottom standing up on the ground, and it got gradually narrower and narrower as it rose up in the air, and was maybe 100 feet tall or so. Impressive. My rock band in 1968 which won the Battle of the Bands there competed against about 15 other fantastic rock bands at the time, with our band against one other rock band per night of competition. About 400 or 500 teenagers would cram into a huge concrete and cement room at the YMCA called the Multipurpose Room, which had a super high cement ceiling about 50 feet high and a huge floor for the crowd maybe a little less than 100 feet by 80 feet or so. The only bad thing about my rock band performing there was the acoustics. It was so huge and all cement and concrete that it had a super long reverberation time, like we were playing in the middle of the Grand Canyon in Arizona or Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. Anyway, some of the great rock bands we competed against, all in Indianapolis, had names like The Guys and I, Mike Kelly and the Silver String Submarine Band, the Chosen Few, Udon Five, and so forth. The kids in the audience there each night we played there would vote for one of the two bands playing there that night, with the two rock band's equipment and the musicians in the two rock bands would be set up at opposite ends of the multipurpose room and would take turns playing a set of music, which means 45 minutes to an hour of music at one time and then the other band would then play the same amount of time, going back and forth, an hour at a time for a total time of about four hours of music. After the two bands had finished their musical performance for the night, the 400 or more kids would vote on a paper ballot, each kid, for which of the two bands they thought was the best rock band that night, and the paper ballots were basically put into a large hat or container and then the votes were counted by the officials of the YMCA, adult supervisors, and it was announced then which band won the competition that night, and it was like a round-robin type of contest, so the whole battle of the bands maybe took more than two months of time, in the summertime sometimes or during the warmer weather in Indiana. Our rock band had an unbelievable repertoire of music, we could play about 500 hit songs and famous songs from the 1960s. Most local rock bands at that time were lucky if they could play 100 songs. Also, everybody in my band could sing, and did sing, so we could do any famous hit song on the radio then, with a few exceptions. We were the only rock band in the entire country, the USA, who played about 8 or more songs by The Who from London, England, such as I can see for miles and pictures of Lily and Happy Jack and Pinball Wizard and Magic Bus and A Quick One While He's Away, their first mini rock opera, and the kids are alright, etc. We performed the famous hit songs at that time, 
happy together by the turtles with us performing the seven-part harmony or five-part harmony depending on which lineup we had on a particular night or occasion. We did everything from the best songs by all the famous British rock bands then, including about 10 Beatles songs or more and about eight songs by the Rolling Stones or more, and songs by the Animals, the Kinks, Herman's Hermits, the Yardbirds, Cream with Eric Clapton in the band then, and so on. We also did the best of the so-called soul songs and soul music of that time, including Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, I Feel Good and Papa's Got a Brand New Bag by James Brown and Wilson Pickett songs like Land of a Thousand Dances, Midnight Hour and Mustang Sally and songs like Shake a Tail Feather by Bobby Purify and I'm a Soul Man by Sam and Dave and even some Motown songs, even though we were basically an all-white band, with the exception of our bass guitar player who sang all of the soul songs, whose name was Jose Joven, who was part Mexican and part Filipino. We were good friends, to the point that later when Jose got married to a little tiny quiet girlfriend named Sweet Pea, they asked me to play the organ at their church wedding in St. Louis, Missouri in her father's Pentecostal church, which was extremely conservative, where the people there hate rock music and hate rock stars. Not the ideal situation for me. But I did it anyway, around the year of 1970. I even stood next to the famous St. Louis Arch which went high up in the air in a huge arc over the Mississippi River there. Jose's new wife, Sweet Pea, had a Pentecostal father who was the minister of the church they got married in, so her father married the two of them. I played a Hammond B3 organ there, which was used by famous rock bands like Blood, Sweat and Tears and on hit songs at that time called Double Shot of My Baby's Love and 96 Tears and so on. I was worried that the Pentecostal minister, who was the father of the bride, would get angry at me for playing, as the married couple requested, at the end of the wedding, for the processional music, the exit music, played Light My Fire by The Doors and then Ina Gata De Vita by Iron Butterfly as requested. I was relieved when I got through the wedding ceremony without upsetting the minister and father. As Jose and Sweet Pea exited the church while I played their requested songs, they were super happy and smiling, and they went on to their honeymoon, what was supposed to be their eternal bliss, the happily ever after concept, years later, they divorced. I never knew why. More later. I will take a break here. Stay tuned for more. Thank you.